sooner or later, when you least expect it, there comes a point of no return, a dead end from which there seems no escape, a moment in time, a moment of crisis. There's a small and exclusive district in downtown Toronto in which every shop is an expensive establishment, catering to the tastes of the very rich. Decorator shops, antique dealers, custom furniture makers, art galleries, that sort of thing. A bonanza for a burglar. Well, a very skillful burglar has been at work in the district for over a fortnight now. A specialist who works so well that it's often several days before the victim even realizes he's a victim. What incredible talent. What a baffling phantom. Would you like to meet him? All right. In just a few moments, we'll catch up with one of the last of the old world masters, Manfred Kleiber, in a tale that leads us in a dizzying spiral of suspense, a tale we call the custom job, a job which leads indeed to a crisis. And now, shall we watch the master at work? Ah, very fine old muddle lock. Could use a little graphite. Alarm. Flashlight on. Where is it? Where is it? Should be within a few steps at the front door. Ah. Now we go to work. Well, let us see what kind of little safe we have here. <laughs> Rudimentary. No surprises tonight. Get out the stethoscope. Ah, uh, 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 good. Now, the other way. Yeah, good. Now, uh, just that combination. <laughs> Child's play. I've opened the beer can that I was more stubborn than the safe. <laughs> now, where are you, little envelope? Uh, not this one. Not this one. Not this one. Ah, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> what a delicious fat stack of bills. Excellent, excellent. Now, to peel off the top bill and the bottom bill. With the rubber band and slip them over my little stack of paper. There. Very good. Now, back among the other envelopes you go. Now, we close the safe. Ah. So. Jimmy. Bravo, my good man. Bravo. <laughs> Stupendous performance. Really, Toto. Well, uh, well I, I don't see you. Where, over where here, I... over here. Shine your light over here. 
Yeah, that's right. The bed. Brought over from England in 1789. Thought I might as well be comfy while I waited for you. By the way, do you always talk to yourself? You have a gun. What? Oh, yes. Just a precaution. In case you should attempt to flee, I'm a dead shot. You'll find a light switch on the wall near the safe. Turn it on, please. There. Well, well, well. So you're the phantom burglar. Oh, I'll have the money you stole, please. Yeah, take it. Aren't you a little over the hill for this kind of work? It's my profession. It's, it's all I know. Yes, well, you're good at it. I'll give you that. You know I laid a trap for you, don't you? You're a detective. Oh, good heavens, no. I own this shop, Sagamore's. I'm William Sagamore III. Antiques for three generations. What are you called? My name is Manfred Kleiber. Well, Kleiber. Yes, I trapped you. Uh, you, you case your jobs pretty carefully, don't you? Otherwise, you couldn't have known about the big transaction this afternoon when I delivered an entire crate of early Japanese enamelware and took the payment all in cash. I refuse to discuss my methods with you, sir. Please, just call the police. Now, 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 all in good time. Tell me, why did you go to the trouble of replacing the bundle of money with the bundle of paper and then trying to make it look like the original bundle was untouched? Because it is my method, my custom. It is... My trademark. How can a robbery be reported until somebody realizes he's been robbed? Ah, diabolical. <laughs> you buy yourself some time that way. Super. Thank you. Will you kindly stop playing with me now and just call the police? I have absolutely no intention of calling the police. What? You have what? No intention of calling the police. If you cooperate with me. I, uh, I, I, I don't understand. What I'm saying is I'm perfectly willing to overlook your burglarizing the gallery tonight. In fact, I rather look upon it as an audition, as it were. You have passed. I have passed? The audition, the test. Mr. Kleiber, I happen to be in need of someone with your talents. And if you will do a good job for me, the police will never know about tonight. Fair enough? You are making a deal with me. A straight business proposition. You want me to burglarize some place for you in return for my freedom, is that it? You have a marvelous grasp of the plan, yes. No, I couldn't do it. You couldn't? Why not? I am accustomed to working alone, strictly alone. I and only I select my targets. I and only I know my plans. I and only I make these determinations. No, it's out of the question. You would rather go to jail? To jail? What makes you think I would go to jail? Because I'm going to call the police. Call them? This is incredible. You're bluffing, and you haven't a leg to stand on. If you call the police, what will be the charge? The charge? Breaking and entering. Uh, robbery. Grand larceny. Oh? Grand larceny. What was stolen? The $28,000 in that envelope. But you have the envelope and the money. Yes, I have it now, but... What was the other charge? Breaking and entering? Show me where I broke in, please. Well, you, you broke the lock on the front I door. I picked the lock. The lock is intact. The door is intact. Well, then you... you... Then the burglar alarm switch is undamaged. The safe is undamaged. What about your fingerprints, hmm? Ha! Huh? 
glove. Remember? All right. You're, so you're clever, but how are you going to explain what you were doing in a closed shop at 10.15 p.m.? I won't have to explain anything. You will, of course, shoot me in the back. I have now my back to you, and I am walking to the door. You're really asking for it. Before you pull the trigger, you might consider how you will explain the shooting. I won't have to explain anything. They'll find your little black burglar kit with the burglar tools and that stethoscope and the flashlight. How do you think that'll look to the police? It will look as if you have shot a surgeon who was carrying his medical bag containing surgical instruments, a stethoscope, a laryngoscope with a flashlight. Oh, my bag is well equipped. And now that I am out here on the sidewalk, Mr. Sagamore, I think you had best put away your little pistol. Good night. Wait. Wait a minute. You, you can't just walk out of here scot-free. But I just did. Nobody would ever believe you're a doctor. But I am. What? Vienna School of Medicine, 1949. Unfortunately, I am unable to practice here. Besides, practice is so confining. Time-consuming. Listen, will you stop and listen to me? Well? Do you know why I've waited for you night after night, why I deliberately left all that cash in the safe? Yes. You said you want me to do a job for you. But I'm not interested. Now, go away. Kleiber, you don't even know what I want you to do. Oh, well, it's probably beyond you anyway. Probably too tough for anyone. Say that again. I say, what I want done is no doubt impossible. <sighs> Touché. You have touched me where I live, Mr. Sagamore. You're, you're, you're having second thoughts, then? I will do this much. I will consider your proposal. Now, what is this uh, impossible safe you wish me to open? Oh, it isn't a safe. Did I say it was a safe? Oh, it wasn't a safe at all. Don't tell me you only open safe. I open anything. Good, good. Very well. Here it is in a nutshell. Sagamore's was started by my, my uncle, Percy Sagamore. He took me in a few years back, and we didn't get on. Uncle Percy was dictatorial, cantankerous, opinionated, suspicious, and very selfish. A greedy, grasping man. A tyrant. Why didn't you leave? Oh, believe me, I wanted to, but I knew there was a fortune in antiques, and he wouldn't live forever. And so? Uncle Percy retired two years ago, and, I, and I've been buying him out. It's, it's been difficult sometimes. Then the old codger died last month. Much to your relief. Not likely. Now it's his estate I owe. You want to have me burglarize your shop so you'll collect the insurance? Mm. No, no, not really, although that idea had occurred to me. No, there's a safer and quicker way to get a hold of some cash. Uncle Percy was a vain man, insufferably vain. He owned and wore four enormous diamond rings. And if I'm any judge, they're worth in the neighborhood of $50,000. And that would pay off the estate, and the shop would be yours, right? Exactly. You know how I work. I will have to see the rings so that I can fabricate some substitutes before I can make any attempt to take the real ones. Well, that'll be impossible, I'm afraid. Impossible? But no matter. No one will ever know the rings are gone. You see, Uncle Percy is still wearing them in his crypt in a mausoleum. And that's what I'd like you to open. 
Dr. Kleiber. <laughs> Just be patient, Mr. Sagamore. We don't rush anything. Can't you hurry it up? You've been running your hands over that marble for ten minutes. What do you hope to find? I hope to find a way to get into this crypt. And so far, I haven't found anything. Uh, that's the difference between this and the safe. The safe was designed so it could be opened. You bury a person, you don't want it opened. I know, but I thought it would be easier with him in a tomb like this, a crypt in a mausoleum instead of buried under the ground. Perhaps. But we still have the problem of how do we open it and close it again without anyone knowing it's been opened. Oh, oh, oh watch out. Someone's coming. Give me those flowers. What? Oh, oh, here. Uh, we'll uh, just to be, uh, to be arranging them in this little vase on the front of the tomb. Uh, yes, like, like so. My nerves are, are going to be shot before we get out of this place, Kleiber. I told you, Sackler, the secret of success in an operation like this is planning. Yes, but what are you planning if you can't get into the blasted sarcophagus? While I was bent over the flowers just now, I found out the little secret of the marble slab. It's a facing, maybe an inch and a half thick. It's bolted on with a bolt just behind the vase. See? You can just see it. Ah, so now you can do it, right? Ah, there will be no trick to getting into the chamber where the coffin is. But we're going to need time. Come on, let's get out of here. <laughs> Good afternoon. We are alone? Yes. Where have you been? It's been three days. Where can we talk? Right here. All right. I have a plan. Good. It will require your help. Uh, what do you mean? This is not a simple safe job, Mr. Sagamore. As much as I would prefer it. I cannot work alone. Someone has to be there with me. At the mausoleum? Of course. At night? Of course at night. Now listen, I rent a truck. I buy white coveralls. At 11.30 p.m., I will get us into the mausoleum. We will appear to be cleaning the windows with a soap that will dry into a white, chalky film. So nobody can see in. Hey, that's clever of you. Once I get the marble faceplate off the tomb, we have to slide the coffin out. It will take all our strength. Oh, that's the part I'd like to avoid. The coffin. You want those rings, yes, don't yes, you? Yes, yes, yes. All right. Anything else? Yeah, one thing. We haven't discussed my fee. Oh, I was going to talk to you about that. You see, just as soon as I disposed of the rings and gotten my money... No. Huh? That will not do. Well, listen a minute. You don't even know how much I'm going to offer you. And you don't know how much I'm going to have. First... I want 50%, and I want it in front. 50%? Of $50,000? That's what you said they were worth. But that's a guess, an estimate on my part. I don't know what they'll bring. Besides, I, I haven't got $25,000 or anything close to it. Look, look, Kleiber. We've got to trust each other. When I market these stones, I'll gladly pay you 
Ten percent? I'll guarantee you five thousand, no matter how much I get. Now, that's the best I can do. Well, it's not good enough. I never operate for less than ten thousand dollars. The risk isn't worth it. Especially this risk. But good heavens, man. Take it or leave it. <laughs> you scoundrel. You wanted to hire a professional. You tried to coerce me into doing it for nothing. Now you don't want to pay my prices. So do it yourself, Mr. Sagamore. Just do it yourself. I've given you the blueprint. All you need now is the guts and the finesse. I wish you luck. You won't be sorry, Clyburn, I promise you. Just wait until, until you get a good look at those rings. You're an expert yourself. You'll see they'll bring a fortune. Uh, yeah. Well, we shall see. Only remember, Sycamore, the $5,000 you paid me was a down payment. I know, I know. We agreed I'd pay the rest as soon as I get the rings fenced. Oh, oh, here's the gate of the mausoleum. All right. You drive on in after I get the gate open. It shouldn't take us more than ten seconds. All right, Kyber. We've got the windows all soaked up. Very well. Now we get to work. Ah. Here lies dear departed Uncle Percy. Hand me my bag, please. Hmm? Oh, here you are. Are you getting it? it it's coming. Be ready to hold on to the marble facing when the bolt is free. We don't want the marble to break. Ah. Mustn't chip or scratch this face piece, or it will give us away. Here, here, put it carefully on the floor. All right, all right. Now, how are we going to slide the coffin out? Oh no! Oh, you fool! Get off! Stupid fool! It's an urn. Yeah, I can see. There's nothing but an urn in there. But I obviously your uncle wasn't buried. He was cremated. Don't go! Why didn't you know this? Didn't you go to his funeral? Well, actually, no. You didn't even go to the man's funeral, and, and he was your uncle, and you were buying him out. What kind of a monster are you? Well, I told you, we weren't on good terms. So, we take all these risks for nothing. Wait, wait, wait. Give me that urn. Maybe the diamonds are still okay. You're, you're crazy. You're crazy. Pretty making burns everything to a fine ash. Let go of that urn. That's my Uncle Percy. Hey, you guys. I'm the day superintendent. Sure glad I caught you. Caught us? Now, you cleanup guys are going to have to do a better job. Or the company's going to hire another maintenance company. So help me, we find flower petals and old Kleenexes all over the place. Well, you're supposed to clean it up. That's why I decided to come down and catch you at work and give you one more chance. Well, uh, we will we'll certainly try to do a better job. Uh, we'll be, uh, Bill. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. All right. You can be, begin by sweeping up that mess. Mess? Mm -hmm. The is there on the floor. You do have a dustpan, don't you? Yes. Well, okay. So sweep up the... What'd you do? Spill one of the ashtrays? All right. 
sweep it up and put it in your trash barrel. Well, grab a broom and get at it. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, the dust van bill. Here. I can't help it. That limerick keeps running through my mind. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. If the police don't catch you, the superintendent must. How Uncle Percy must be gloating. But I wonder whatever happened to those rings. Maybe Percy figured out some way to take them with him. Tonight's crisis, titled The Custom Job, featured Duncan McLean as Kleiber, Douglas Young as Sagamore, and Don George as the superintendent. This is your producer, Jim French, asking you to join us for the next crisis mystery, won't you? Mm-hmm.